during the Rwandan tragedy. This Catholic church, just like the auto phase of the past, has the victims, the Negroes, clothing hanging from the rafters as a memorial and also an ossuary of the bones of the said victims. The interesting thing about the Franciscan Bone Chapel is that the Franciscans were fierce enemies of the Jews and were the catalyst behind riots that led to massacres of Jews in Navarra. During the 15th century, the Franciscan monks were very active in fomenting hatred towards the Jews. A History of the Jewish People, edited by H.H. Ben Sasson. In 1328, the Jews of Navarra were massacred when the murderous mob was inflamed by a Franciscan monk named Pedro Oligugan. A Psychoanalytic History of the Jews by Avner Falk. The church too now became more deeply involved since the Franciscan Pedro Oligugan was generally considered one of the main ringleaders of the Progromists. The Social and Religious History of the Jews by Salto Whitmire Barron. So what's a Progromist? A Progromist is a person who leads a violent riot aimed at the massacre or expulsion of an ethnic or religious group, particularly one aimed at the Jews. The hatred against the Jews burned with a frenzy. It is certain that suddenly through all the whole country a bloodthirsty enmity rose against the Jews, prompted by the envy of their riches and fostered by the monks. A Franciscan named Pedro Oligogan made himself most prominent and golden on the deluded mob against the innocent Jews and the large congregation of Estella, a most horrible massacre began on the Sabbath. The Jewish quarter, breaking them down and slaying almost all the Jews of the city. They also set fire to Jewish houses and reduced them to ashes. He said the Jews are Professor H. Greats. So whose bones are these in these churches? You do the math. These barbaric scenes of masses of Negroes hung from nooses, burned alive or beaten just to be left in the byways. Rotting corpses laying on the ground like leaves falling from a shaken tree. were the precursors to atrocities that were to be continued, transported from Portugal to the motherland and eventually carried across the Atlantic to the New World. As in the words of Billie Holiday, southern trees bear a strange fruit, blood on the leaves and blood on the root, black bodies swinging in southern breeze, strange fruit hanging from poplar trees, the pastoral scene of the gallant south, the bulging eyes, the twisted mouth, the scent of magnolias, sweet and fresh, then the sudden smell of burning flesh. Here's a fruit for the crows to pluck, for the rain to gather, 
for the wind to suck, for the sun to rot, for the tree to drop. Here is a strange and bitter crop. The same persecutions that Negroes faced in Portugal at the hands of the inquisitors of the church was the same that Negroes faced by the hands of Christians in America in the rural South, aka the Bible Belt. Reason being, the territories of the Inquisition were the same places designated for slave colonies, which were filled with the victims who were then eventually shipped to the New World. So the Inquisition's war against the Negroes shifted to the newly acquired plantations in West Africa, then eventually to the Americas. The Lipson Inquisition was erected by Cardinal Henry, Second Inquisitor General, A.D. 1539, over which he appointed the first Inquisitor, John de Mello, who had been made the first Inquisitor at Evora by Dedicus de Silvia. The same Cardinal also fixed the Inquisition at Cambria, Portugal, and placed in it two commissary Inquisitors, visa Friar Bernard of the Cross, a predicate Bishop of St. Thomas. St. Thomas. The History of the Inquisition, Volume 1, by Philippus Van Limbrook, 1633. In 1551, jurisdiction of the Tribunal of Lipson is expanded to compass Portugal's Atlantic Islands, Azores, and Madeira, Angola, Brazil, Cape Verde, Guinea, and San Tomé. Inquisition. The Reign of Fear by Toby Green. This is why when you see historical images of the Negro slaves, you find them wearing the torture devices used in the Inquisitions, like the mute's bridle. The mute's bridle, or iron gad, or skull's bridle, was used to stifle the screams of a victim. The oblong box was forced into the mouth and the metal collar was tightly fastened around the back of the neck. A small hole in the front allowed air to pass in and out, but muffled many screams. A torturer could press a single fingertip to the air hole and create an extremely distressing situation for the accused. This was used often during the Inquisition's auto de phase, so the accused would not interrupt the ceremony with their irritating cries of distress. Enslaved women were made to wear these on plantations across America. This torture from the auto de phase was so iconic with black women that fashion designer Adriana Degaris depicted Escarva Anastasia, an enslaved black woman in Brazil, who was synonymous with the mule's bridle on the runway at Sao Paulo Fashion Week in 2012. Then there's the Iron Mask of the Inquisition, which is a common form of punishment in colonial Brazil for enslaved Africans, aka the Jews of Spain and Portugal. Sometimes one sees on the streets two blacks running about with a heavy and measured step, 
their massive leg chain hammering the pavement. Such a dreary device marks two fugitives, judged unworthy of trust, who are attached to each other so as to make any future escape impossible. Further down, you might notice a slave wearing a iron mask. A iron mask, locked solidly, quite similar to the ones that the knights once wore in the Middle Ages. In praise of black women, heroism, and slavery, Simone Schwartzbart and Andre Schwartzbart. Even the torture rack was transported to the colonies. The following is a poem from Anon, Jamaica. A poem in three parts. A British muse disdains. Lo, torture rack, whips, famine, giblets, chains, rise in my mind. Appall my tear-stained eye, attract my rage, and draw my soulful felt sigh. I blush, I shudder at the bloody thing. Others are stripped and hung up by the arms, their feet tied together at the end of a heavy piece of timber, and is put between their legs in order to stretch their bodies, and so to prepare them for the torturing lash. And in this situation, they are often whipped until their bodies are covered with blood and mangled flesh. And in order to add the greatest keenness to their sufferings, their wounds was washed with liquid salt. Their bloody scenes are constantly exhibiting in every slaveholding country. Thousands of whips are everyday stained in African blood. Even the poor females are not permitted to escape these shocking cruelties. American Slavery as it is, a testimony of a thousand witnesses by Angela Grimmick, Sarah Moore Grimmick, and Theodore Dwight Weld. Then there's the wheel, also known as the Catherine wheel or the breaking wheel. It was a form of capital punishment adapted from the rack for the Spanish Inquisition. Torture methods had to provide variety and surprise. The more forms of torture, the greater chance that the accused infidels would confess their crimes and embrace the church. The convicted would be bludgeoned to death, repeatedly hit from clubs, thick tree branches, and other implements would break the bones. The mangled body of the convicted would be placed on display into death. In some instances, the dying convict will be kept alive as long as possible to drag out the painful process of awaiting death from broken bones. In Suriname, situated on the South American coast, breaking on the wheel was carried out to its ultimate and horrific end. No coup de gras being administered. J.G. Stedman recounts in his book of his travels between 1772 and 1777 how in one execution he saw a Negro slave tied to a wooden cross or St. Andrew's cross. The slave's left hand was then chopped off by the executioner using the hatchet. Next, seizing a heavy iron bar, he rained repeated blows on the victim, breaking his bones to shivers until the blood, marrow, and splinters flew around the scaffold. The slave, still alive, was untied in his writhings, he fell off the wheel onto the ground, cursing his tormentors. 
Such was his agony that he begged that his head should be chopped off. What a way to go, the guillotine, the pendulum, the thousand cuts, the Spanish donkey, and 66 other ways of putting someone to death by Jeffrey Abbott. And as the persecution and slavery of the Negro Jews continued, the more gruesome the tortures became. The documented excess of some plantation owners defies belief. Branding, indiscriminate flogging, rape, and killing are a matter of course. Common tortures included spraying the flesh with boiling corn syrup, sewing the lips together with brass wire, castration, sexual mutilation, live burial, and stuffing the anus with gunpowder, which was then ignited, a practice known as blasting a black ass. Plunging into Haiti by Ralph Palazzo. The horrific event of gunpowder being stuffed and exploded in the anus has a terrifying but telling application. What you're looking at is a photo from Scribner's magazine in 1891. A magazine that was known chiefly for its comprehensive art criticism, beautiful illustrations, detailed cultural and social studies. In a commentary of Africa by J. Scott Collette, there's a chart labeled implements of torture used in the slave trade and when you look closely at the item label d the author gives a chilling notation d 10 cone containing gunpowder smuggled into the sudan as sugar by slave traders this cone was presented to mr ch allen by general gordon who said he had captured hundreds of them hundreds of them in a slave trader's camp. So the gunpowder was inserted through the rectum via a tin or metal cone tower. Then afterwards lit. And according to the general, hundreds of them were used in this torture. Which is scarily similar to another torture used against the Hebrews by the Portuguese called the Judah Cradle. Where a victim would be hung above and lowered onto a cone pyramid. The sharp tip of the cone was forced into the anus or vagina until surrender or death from internal bleeding. But these tortures were not the end of this nightmarish reality. Most even after suffering these tortures also had to endure the mental anguish of having their children taken from them and being shipped to the Congo, Angola, Guinea, and St. Thomas. All Jewish children below 14 years of age were torn from their parents' arms, dragged into a church, and baptized. Those under three years of age were given to Christians to receive a Christian education, or in other words, to be raised as slaves. Those between three and 10 years of age were put on board a ship and conveyed to the newly discovered unwholesome island of St. Thomas called Ilhas Paredes, the Isles of Perdition, which was colonized by the Portuguese condemned criminals to fare best they could. Those between 10 and 14 years were sold as slaves. The Jews and Moors in Spain by Joseph Kroskoff. 
See, there was a record kept, a log of punishments for the convicted of the Inquisition. You could call it, you know, like a little black book, the Code of the Inquisition, with all the punishments for every supposed crime, together with the mode of conducting the trial, so as to elicit the guilt of the accused. All this is contained in a large manuscript, volume, in a folio, carefully preserved by the head of the Holy Office, and stylized, practice secret. Roman Inquisitions, and sometimes, Libro Negro, the Black Book. The Dutch Reformation by William Carlos Martin. And in this black book, the punishments of the accused are recorded. So let's take a look at it. Page 299. And she'll be sent to the galleys, and if female, she shall be exiled to the island of Principe, St. Thomas, or Angola. Page 303. Whipping, and she'll be exiled for the same period to the kingdom of Angola, or some parts of Brazil, as it may be determined by the inquisitors. Page 325. And she'll be sent to the galleys, or exiled to St. Thomas, or Angola. Page 293. And women shall suffer the same penalty of whipping and exile to the island of Principe, St. Thomas, or Angola. Page 276. And if female, she shall be exiled for as many years to the Brazils or Angola. Page 326. If there is no lawful proof to convict them, they shall be put to torture. Persisting in denying it, they shall be exiled to St. Thomas, Angola, or Brazil. A narrative of the persecutions, the bylaws of the Inquisition of Lipson, both ancient and modern in two volumes, by Hippolito Jose de Costa. So as we see, the black book or the Libro Negro of the Inquisition states that their victim were Jews who were called Negroes and were shipped from Portugal to Brazil, Angola, Guinea, and St. Thomas. These are the same territories that started the transatlantic slave trade and also the same territories that the Inquisition expanded to. Remember, the auto defaced victims were called colored persons, Jews and Negroes. Delion waited in hope of the next auto de fe, and after a length of time, he rose one night by the gaolers. He was led into the galleries or gallows, where he was joined about 200 other prisoners, all arranged against the walls. They were mostly colored men. They were mostly colored men, there being only but 12 white persons among them. The Inquisition revealed Timson Thomas. The victims of the Inquisition were mostly converted Jews. The history of the Jews. Goddard Dutch, PhD, professor of history at the Hebrew Union College. So the common theme is that these Negroes, the Jews, were exiled by the Inquisition and sent to Angola, Guinea, and St. Thomas, and also Brazil, to be slaves. Prince Harry's colonies were enlarged by his successors. King John II in 1492 expelled all the Jews to the island of St. Thomas. Expelled all the Jews to the island of St. Thomas, 
which had been discovered in 1471 and to other Portuguese settlements on the continent of Africa. And of these banished Jews, the black Portuguese, as they are called, and the Jews in Luango, who are despised even by the very Negroes, are descended. A critical review of Annals of Literature by Society of Gentlemen, volume 57, page 141, W. Simpkin and R. Marshall, 1783.